I feel like I'm making this sound a lot more dramatic than it. <laughs> yeah, this, you're basically just doing like a whole season of The Bachelor. <laughs> Welcome back to the Inglorious RBG. I am currently even welcoming myself back because I know I have left you all hanging for such a long time and for that I am very very sorry. That was not cool of me. Um, yeah it's 2022 now um, so maybe my new year's resolution really will be to just be more consistent with episodes and tell you when you, there won't be a new one. Um, yeah. I think, though, just for the meantime, um, and I'll let you know if anything's going to change, but I will be doing episodes every other week so that I can guarantee that there will be new content for you guys. How are we doing, though? It's 2022. Happy New Year. We made it. Um, obviously, Omicron, the new variant, is taken over, but um, as of now, I really only know people who've had mild cases. So yeah, let's just try to bring in this new year with some hope. I hope you guys had a great New Year's Eve, whether you were doing extravagant things with friends, out and about, traveling, or were you with family or you were alone. I just hope you're all okay. Um, I know it's been a bit of a rough end to the year. I know for myself, obviously some travel plans were canceled and just couldn't be with friends even um, for New Year's Eve, which was really shitty. But, you know, I'm thankful to not be sick, and I'm thankful that I do live with my family, and we've been able to spend a lot of nice quality time together. Um, yeah. So with that being said, I am really not one to make New Year's resolutions. I don't know... Um, whether it's just because I'm a really bad goal setter, even though I know goal setting is a very valuable skill. But I am and I have been really trying to write down things that I want to do or even just planning out a schedule for myself. That's something I've kind of done for a long time is just scheduling my life, uh, making routines that work for me. So at the end of 2021, so I'm recording on the 1st, so literally yesterday, uh, I made a list of things that I've kind of been compiling over the last year. And it's your lucky day because I'm going to read them to you. Not all of them. Some of them are obviously more personal. But the ones that I think are fairly, like, not generic, but just do seem true to me. Um, and I think that they're things that a lot of people could benefit from hearing or at least might intrigue some people. So yeah, I'm just going to read them to you and I hope you enjoy. Here is my list of lessons from 2021. Actions speak louder than words. You can tell who truly loves you. Be kindest and most loyal to those people. Not everyone will think you're special or at least treat you as though you are. Look for someone who does. Um, and I've noted it's not necessarily the outwardly gestures, but sometimes just the little things that show you that. Um, actually that one, I dated a guy who said that not everyone will think you're special. Um, and obviously when I heard that, it wasn't even like a point where we were breaking up or anything like that. It was at a point where just we had been talking and I know I'd been being distant because it wasn't necessarily the best time for me to be dating. And he said that to me and I didn't know if he was saying it as a defense mechanism or whatever. And obviously I just didn't take it the best way at that time. But it's true. Um, I think once you've been dating for a while or you just um, have been looking for someone, you really do realize that not everyone does think you're as special as maybe your family has showed you or your friends or just you felt inside. 
Um, and so it's important to find someone who does think of you as someone and looks at you. You, you can tell when someone looks at you that they find that you're special. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, take time to relax. Eating with people is so much more rewarding than eating in front of the TV. I am a big TV watcher and or like eating in front of the TV and watching. That's my thing. Um, but no, having meals with people, it's just chef's kiss. It's the nicest experience um, just to enjoy the meal and just be able to have conversations about whatever with your family, friends, whoever. Um, rest days from exercising are good. They are healthy. They are okay. Uh, when your emotions run high or hot, take a second to breathe and figure out what you really want to say and do in that situation and think of who it is that you're talking to. You are much more interesting than your body, even if it's a peach emoji, a flames emoji. You can be all that and more, but if you want to offer more to the world, you definitely can. And to yourself. Another one. You may love a person, but the reasons you have to break up with them can still be valid. Yes, it'll hurt like hell to lose them, but you will be reminded of those reasons if you think again about why you did want to go through that process of breaking up. Um, and, you know, if you stay, you'll be reminded of them, or if you see them again, you might be reminded of them yet again. You can help others take care of themselves, but you're not responsible for anyone else's happiness but your own. Traveling can be escape, an escape from reality, but it is your reality in that moment, so just be present. Try not to compare your life or self to anyone else. This one's a good one. Jealousy makes you look and feel ugly. I don't know about you, but in any situation where I've just tried either like comparing myself or I've just felt jealous, which is natural, obviously, um, I feel kind of like, I don't know, I feel like I, that's part, probably where I like feel my worst. Um, so yeah, I don't, I'm try. I try not to be jealous of anybody um and i'm try. i try not to like let that emotion like stay with me because it can it really can um okay another one take responsibility of your actions and words and just be open-minded so what i'm bringing into 22 from all those lessons which again aren't all of them um it's a lot but some of my intentions for the upcoming year are to keep my own peace so avoid things that well, I know will hurt me, whether it's um, things in my body, staying away from people that like don't, that have shown that they don't care about me or just make me feel like they don't, um, avoid things that hurt me on social media, that kind of thing. Um, again, listening to what my body and mind need. I'm not sure if anyone remembers this, but I did poison myself by eating too many chocolate almonds last February. And over the year, I think I've just been snacking too much before bed, and I know that that's kind of a thing that's out of boredom or more emotional types of nights. So I'm gonna try and work on that unhealthy, unhealthy and unhelpful habit. Um, asking for help when necessary, that is the most, that and being stubborn are probably the most Taurusy things about me, I guess. I Again, if you listened to that episode where we talked about horoscopes, don't know too much about it, but I know that apparently Tauruses are not good at asking for help. So that I'm going to keep doing because, you know, life's too short to not ask for help when you need it. Um, I'm planning on leaning into new opportunities, whether that's with new jobs, um, obviously going to work towards those things. So applying to more jobs that interest me. Um, I've applied to some schools and some programs that interest me. Um, I'd like to travel more and meet new people. And there's some other personal like opportunities and goals that I am that I am you know hoping to achieve this year. Um, yeah, something maybe fitness related. I'm a big I love fit. I like love lurking out. Love, you know, I've talked about it before. But anyway, something like in that realm would be great. Um, something for my family, being more patient and mindful and present when I'm with them. Again, we gotta treat the ones that we love the most the best. Honestly, this one's kind of big for me, but I just want to be less girded when dating. I don't feel like that means that I'm going to be settling for anything. I know what I want and I know what I deserve. And so, yeah, I'm just going to be less guarded, meet new people, be open-minded. Who knows what'll happen? 
And yeah, I'm going to be more true to myself or just continue being more true to myself. And I'm just manifesting a year of opportunities and working hard to find those opportunities for myself and for my life. So yeah, thanks for listening to that. Whether you're a New Year's resolutioner or not, we love exploration and growth and having fun on this podcast. So I challenge you to think of what are some things that you learned about yourself and how you want to live your life um, in 2021 and how do you want to show up in 2022. Okay, so before I bring out my guest and we talk about, again, some more 2022 um, intentions and just things that relate to, you know, honestly, this episode's kind of all over the place, but it is a, I think it's a good one to start off the year because life is all over the place at this point. And I think that my guests will talk about a lot of things that will be um, helpful for people who are in the mindset of like a new, new um, phase in their life or just, or are you know, thinking that, okay, it's the new year, I'm going to try new things and I'm going to do something crazy and do something different or move out or start dating more intensely or, I don't know, bungee jump, I don't know, do whatever you want. But I think this will be a good episode to start the new year. And before I do that, though, I'm just going to highlight some shows, books, um, albums that I listen to or like artists that I listen to that are notable from 2021. Okay, show-wise, my family has been watching Succession, and I know it's not anything new, but tune to that. Insecure was probably the best show I watched this year, so yeah, just watch Insecure, I'm telling you. It's on Crave, loved it. Uh, I'm wanting, I'm hoping to watch The Sex Lives of College Girls soon, so that'll be a 2022 show for me. Um, notable reads include Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel, Stumbling on Happiness by Daniel Gilbert and The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. So the first two are nonfiction and The Goldfinch is a fiction novel. Um, it's very long. I just finished it in time for December 31st, midnight. I was in bed at 12.10 reading it. And yeah, I'm done. It's like 700 something pages, but it's a great read. Really takes you on a journey. Um, and then some of the artists that I was really into, this is more at the end of the year, are Summer Walker, Dijon, like the mustard, <laughs> Audrey Nuna, Lil Nas, Holly Humberstone, and Baby Keem. At the beginning of the year, like if you looked at my Spotify wrapped, my number one song is the song that I do my high intensity exercises to. Um, I would not say that it wraps up my year whatsoever because I only listened to it in like the first few months, but because I guess I was doing it a lot, that was my number one song. And would I ever listen to that song not doing a high intensity workout? Probably not. However, it was pretty accurate when it did list up by Cardi B as one of my top songs because I did that dance maybe once a day for the first eight months of this year. All right. So let me bring out my first guest of 2022. My first guest of 2022 is a longtime friend. Her energy is just as contagious as Omicron. She's always been a high school friend group's best event planner and naturally has worked in events and marketing since graduating university. We just got back from an amazing trip in New York, which of course we'll get into, and I'm so happy to have her here to start off the new year with me on today's episodes. Please welcome Jamie Wolfish. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm like nervous, excited, all the things. I know, I know. Well, we talked about this and you're going to be amazing. We're ready for a new year where we're going to talk about everything, the past things of 2021, starting off 2022 on the right foot. And yeah, I'm excited, Jamie. Yeah, same here. Thanks for having me. The question that everyone's probably thinking has to be asked. Did you have any 2021 New Year's resolutions? And if you did, did you accomplish them? Uh, that's a hard question. I feel like this has been, like, I feel like I'm not someone that ever makes New Year's resolutions. I feel like I'm like, I, like, when I was younger, probably I would, like, make less. And, like, to be honest, I never accomplished them. <laughs> so I just, like, I think that the one thing I wanted to do probably was, like, move out. Yeah. But, which I did. Um, but other than that, I feel like because 2020 was such like a weird year where it's like, you know, everything kind of took a pause that it was so 
difficult to, you know, from ending 2020 to seeing like what would happen in 2021. Like, I feel like there were so many uncertainties where like we couldn't really plan for anything. Yeah. But yeah. That's very true. 2021, like you had no idea what to expect. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm the same way as you. Like, I typically don't set goals for like the new year. I don't know. I mean, even if, even if like we didn't set goals for the new year, like the, there's also the lunar new year that comes up in February, right? So <laughs> you can just start again at that point. I said goals, but it's like kind of like a throughout the year thing. It's not necessarily just at the beginning of the year. I'm not, I don't know. I don't think we're those kinds of people and that's okay if you are. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like people almost like use new year's as an excuse to be like, okay, like I, after new year's, I'm going to start eating better or like, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. But it's like, I feel like it's almost just like you're using that as an excuse to put it off. Like if you have a goal in February or you have a goal in like November, like don't wait two months to do it. Just like start. There's no time like the present. Exactly. 2021. Yes, it was like a little crazy, but there was like a glimmer of hope throughout the summer in the fall people were getting vaccinated. We were thankfully healthy. Um, I traveled a bit. You traveled a bit. We went to New York together, which was so fun. Yeah. New York was amazing. It was just like, and it was, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it was only a few weeks ago, but now, you know, with Omicron, it feels like it was another lifetime ago. But... Yeah, we, literally got, we literally got back. We all got our booster shots right after. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden then Omicron hit and it was just like, I was, I was supposed to be there now, but um, yeah, everything just went crazy all of a sudden. And I guess now we're just at home. Exactly. Just, you know, catching up on some good old fashioned Netflix and hanging out. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that, honestly. Yes. And, And I can't say that like cutting off Netflix would even be a goal for me in any, any year. You know what? There are some great shows out this year. Exactly. What's your favorite of all the shows that you've watched this year? Okay, well, it wasn't on Netflix, but I watched Insecure. Okay. It's on HBO and like Crave. And the final episode just came out yesterday and I haven't watched it yet. So I've been trying to avoid Instagram, but oh my God, that show, it's so funny and very relatable, but also extra. (laughs) Like I, like the way that she talks to herself throughout the show, she like always has dialogues with herself in the mirror and then raps to herself and it's just so funny but also very relatable like if you ever just like talk to yourself or whatever it's like very mind racy and just funny and like talks about everything that like kind of happens throughout your 20s and 30s early adulthood Mm -hmm. very good I highly recommend it yeah well I've got all the time in the world now so I would definitely check it out you crave I do have Crave. Okay, perfect. You're good to go. Perfect. Um, but yeah, what are, like, for me, I think going to New York, super big highlight because you hadn't been in such a long time. I hadn't been, I, well, I went a few weeks before that, but like, it'd been a long time <laughs> before that trip. Um, yeah, our trip was just so fun. Like, we did such random things, like the football game, which I don't know about you, but I highly recommend to anyone, even if you're not a football fan, because that was so much fun. It was so fun. Um, I went to go see Waitress. I went to see like a play by myself, which I'd never done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like I kept saying it the whole trip. It's because it's a place that both of us had like been to a few times. I felt like there was no pressure. It was just kind of like, do what we want. We're just here to, you know, hang out, eat good food and like walk around. Yeah. And- not feeling any pressure to like get a million things done. Like sometimes I feel like when I'm in a new city and I'm not there for a very long time, there's like pressure. Like I need to go to these museums. I need to like see these sites. I need to like try this restaurant. It just, you almost keep rushing from place to place and you don't actually like relax and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You're like almost just like there to get the photo. So like this definitely didn't feel like that. Felt very just relaxing. and Yeah. It's very like go with the flow and it was other than like restaurants that we'd planned and stuff, but you're so right. It was really refreshing. I feel like it's so nice to have a trip or just in general, just like be in a place where you don't have to worry about the pressure of like making it to places and whatever. We just had such like a easy time getting around. Um, 
yeah, we just like got to enjoy ourselves, which is really nice. That's what, that's what it should be about. Like, especially after all like the COVID stuff for so, and it's still here, obviously. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's something that I feel like I brought with me from like 2021 is just like, when you do things, just do them because you enjoy them and like make the best of like being in the present. Mm -hmm. For sure. And just like being able to like, you know, spend time with friends, like, especially like, um, because I was living at home for most of COVID, I like, I really had to like, prioritize who I saw in a way. And like, I only was able to really see my family and uh, my boyfriend, Benji, and not, I wasn't as much as we would do Zoom things or go on walks, you wouldn't really get that like, quality time with girlfriends. And like, that was something I really missed. So it was nice to have a little girl's trip before things start to get crazy again. Yeah, like we literally were sleeping in the same bed, doing like sharing every dish, like, and then two weeks later, we would have thought that it would be like, okay, well, I can't, I probably shouldn't touch you now. I probably shouldn't yeah. like come anywhere near you. Um, crazy. But anyways, what are some other highlights that you've had in 2021? I think we just need to like talk about all the amazing things that have happened and forget about some of the, the, the shitty things that have happened. Yeah, I would say like uh, going to BC in the summer. Um, I moved this year, which was really great. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like you said, the summer was so hopeful of finally like being able to like see my friends again and like hug them and, you know, do all those, like that feeling of like being fully vaccinated or like even just getting your first, like the first vaccine for me was like, my life is going to return to normal. And that was just like such an encouraging and exciting, like feeling and like, you know, I, I'm hopeful that, you know, things will get back to normal eventually, but like, just being able to like be around people again that was such a like you know you you don't know what you have until it's gone and that's so true yeah Yeah, I think that's that's I think for me too also just like a huge thing was just being able to be with friends and like just have it be like feel like normal and I guess you know like we keep saying this is a new normal but it's just it feels so it felt so nice and it's good to be hopeful and I think that Absolutely. And like, just being able to, you know, like relax a bit and just, you know, not being, yeah, just like not being afraid and like being able to be a bit more optimistic and, you know, being able to enjoy things again. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. (laughs) (laughs) We're making it. We're made it though. We are. And in 2022, you know what, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep those good things rolling. Okay. So, I mean, about, let's just get, let's just get into it about friends and everything like that. Jamie, you are the definition of like a girl's girl. I mean, yes, you have guy friends as well. You have a boyfriend. Okay, cool. (laughs) But you're the girl who like, you know, you meet a girl meets you in the bathroom and if she's crying, you're going to be there for her. If she has a great outfit on, you're going to tell her. And we need more of that in the world consistently. How do you just feel like when you see a girl and you're just like, I just want to support her, basically? Um, I know you're in a sorority. So, like, how has that influenced you? Did that influence you? Um, I think you're, I don't know, from what I, I've known you for a longer time than that, but like, you've always just been someone who's very like supportive of whoever. Yeah. I think that, like, you know, I'm all for girls supporting girls. And like, you know, I definitely learned like you you get a lot out of like the people that you surround yourself. And like something I always say is like, pay attention to the people that are around you when you feel your best. And like, I, you know, I really enjoy the quality time that I have with my friends and, you know, it was in a sorority. It's not like the movies. It's not like what you see on TikTok. It's Canadian. It's Canadian. (laughs) Very tamed, but like, you know, I went away to university, not knowing that many people and maybe knew, two to three people that went to Laurier and you know one of a girl I was friends with just said like that she was going through recruitment and I had never thought about it and was like yeah sure why not and you know that kind of got me into like meet a network of people that like you know it's a we call it a value-based organization which is like kind of cheesy but you know I got to meet a bunch of people who I'm still very good friends with that 
we're very into leadership and very into, you know, volunteer opportunities and like putting forward your like best professional self while also like, you know, having fun and like, you know, being able to like, I loved being able to like be at school and I'd walk across campus and run into like 20 to 30 people I knew. Yeah. And like, you know, you were so that I, I, I came and visited you one time uh-huh. and you took me to like campus and I was like, and then everyone was cheering and I was like, hi, Jamie. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> it was just, it was so nice. It's so nice. Uh-huh. I know. Lori is a small school too. So like, you know, yeah. people call it the high school down the road, but it was that like nice community thing where I feel like I always had someone to study with, or I'd be in a class and I'd always have someone to sit next to, or I would just, you know, and, you know, people say it's like paying for your friends, but I don't necessarily think that's true. I mean, you pay to live in residence and that's who most people become friends with. It's just, yeah. just having any way to make new friends, I think is so nice. Mm-hmm. For sure. It was, it's like joining a sports team or like volunteering as like a frosh leader, like stuff like that. It was just like, I guess my way of meeting people and like getting involved as you know corny as that sounds and like yeah I you just did other like, things too even like you were like a leader of like orientation week too right yeah I did orientation week too but I definitely feel like and like I met a lot of great people through that but definitely the people that I was the closest with were like the people that I met in my sorority but it's also like you know it's it's not for everyone you get what you put into it like yeah that you know like you know, the more like meetings you go to or things or volunteering for like a position, like the more people, the more effort you put into it, the more, you know, people you're going to build connections with and get closer to. And yeah, it was very positive for me. Good. Okay. No, I'm glad because I think, yeah, there's just like so many like negative things around being in something like that, like being in like, everyone's just like, you know, like people have their minds made up about certain things. So it's nice to hear like, bunch of girls can be together hanging out and just be friends but yeah. like you also probably come from all different backgrounds at the same time yeah absolutely no it was it was definitely very positive for me and like you know I can't speak to you know what goes on in the states you know there was absolutely no hazing and yeah I had to deal with any of that stuff but yeah and I'm still really good friends with um the girls that I was friends with then so obviously like, you know you lose touch with people over the years and you know, you know we get older move to different cities and stuff but yeah overall there are still some of my closest friends that's awesome it's just like having your own community filled with like-minded people um okay and then talking about other connections um you really you started dating someone when the pandemic kind of first hit right yeah um so we met January 2020 and then COVID was a few months later so yeah definitely interesting navigating like a new relationship during COVID but also very positive (laughs) yeah I'm sure you experienced like the whole thought like the whole everyone being like oh like is it a COVID relationship is it not because like COVID is now just a thing it's here Hmm. it's lasting and you guys are lasting (laughs) yes yes but yeah it was definitely like a weird thing especially like we thankfully met before COVID so we got to do like those fun dates like going axe throwing going to like the distillery district and going out for dinner but then like very soon to that turn it was COVID so like you know we did a lot more like making drinks at home and like you know watching an entire season of the Sopranos and stuff like that but also weird too because we got to this point where we were like a year in it's like I feel like you only know like half my friends and then like it was like definitely like has been like really like fun and weird of like you know I've been with this person for so long you you know so much about them but like you also haven't like spent that much time with most of my friends like we spent so much time with each other's like families because that if we were going to see anyone it was going to be each other and our families right at home but also very good like I feel like he's gotten to know my family really well I've gotten to know his really well but yeah okay so it's been like a bit of a blessing in disguise yeah absolutely 
Benji is a few years older than you. And I, how, how many years is it? Um, he is, he's six years older than me. So okay, six years. Why am I even asking this question? (laughs) Well, I guess we met when I was 24 and he was 30. So like, what was it like when you first told people the age difference? Like, do people care? I feel like no one really cared, but I think that like when we first started dating, I was like a little bit weary being like, oh, is this weird? Like, is like, what is the age difference? But honestly, it's all about like life stages and like, like mental age, like, oh no, Benji would admit a bit of a man child. (laughs) He knows it, but you know, you can be like, I remember when we were younger, we used to joke about the rule of seven, which is like, if you want to see if someone is too old for you, you like take their age, divide it by two and add seven. But I guess it's all relative as in like, you know, the, the older you are, the less age matters. But I think like maybe in the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is your family going to think? Like, are they going to like be weirded out? Like, I'm so much younger than you. And I, I think just like no one cared. And it was kind of just like, and as I was like more secure in the relationship, like I didn't really care either. Yeah. So it was more of just like a, in your own mind thing for a little while there. Absolutely. But no, I don't think you ever, you know, thought twice about it, but yeah. <laughs> like he's just like, how old are you again? 12. No, I, <laughs> I will say one of my favorite things is we'll be like, talk, he'll be like talking about something he did in university and I'll be like, I was in elementary school. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> but he was just in first year. Yeah, yeah. Got the mental age of a guy is, like, still, he's 15 years old. He just got over the talking in Borat, in a Borat accent. Oh, my God. I'm not a big accents person. He, <laughs> he loves Borat. I don't. But... When the second movie came out, he was probably talking. I was like, yeah, you I see your face. Yeah. <laughs> so much. For you guys, age doesn't matter. And do you think, like, it really matters in the grand scheme of things? Again, it's all about, like, it's all about life stages. You know, you could be, I know people that were, you know, ready to get married at 22. And, you know, someone at, like, 28 or 30 is not at that life stage yet. It all depends, I guess, on, like, you know, priorities and, you know, where you see yourself. Like, both of us were, like, you know, two young adults, you know, working and living life and yeah yeah we're I think we're at like very similar life stages even though there is a bit of an age gap it's not it's never been an issue Mm. I think maybe that's where people get the idea of like right person wrong time because you know if like it feels right if that feels like the right person but it's the wrong time because you're not at the same life stages I think that's nice though I think that both you guys just like in general being in a relationship with someone who has like the same mindset of you as like and like values just like your sorority it's it's ideal it's what it's what you need I feel like I've definitely been on you know dates with people that are a few years older than me and I definitely like when I was single obviously and I definitely felt for like a few people where they would just be asking me like question after question after question and it almost felt like an interview because like you know maybe that person was you know ready to settle down was looking for someone they were gonna you know be in a very serious committed relationship with and like basically they want to ask me all the questions to figure it out through like process of elimination and if I you know if our values didn't align it was you know not gonna work and like Mm -hmm. you know for me I I've always I always dated for like you know it's fun to meet someone that's fun to you know get out there and you know worst case scenario you like will have a funny story to tell but I feel like I never like dated with like, this needs to be someone I go on a first date with. This needs to be my husband or it was a failure. Like, yeah, I think that's, that's the right. I think, I think that's the right attitude. I mean, like you're talking basically about like someone who like wants to check all the, like Liddy's interviewing you there being like, let's check all the boxes and then we can see what happens. Right. Dating shouldn't feel like, dating shouldn't feel like a job. And if it does, then like, you know, maybe take a step back and like, you know, do other things that make you happy and like 
get back to dating when you're like ready and are in a better mindset. But like, I've always hated when people are like, oh, I have to go on the state tonight. And it's like, but do you? Yeah. If you're in like- I've been there, I've been there, but I get it. Yeah, it's like not saying that I've been like overly excited for every first date I've been on, but like, you know, if it really feels like work, it's like, and I'm not saying that you need to be like overly excited before you like meet someone because like, I don't think like sometimes you build someone up so much in your mind that, you know, you get to the date and it's boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not realistic. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, I think that's a good point. Like, I, I feel like what you said about like, sometimes you just need to like check out for a bit. Like if you're not getting excited at all, I fully do that this summer. Like this summer I was, you know, tucked away in a cottage with my family, um, was not on dating apps, which was really the only route you could take at that point when mm-hmm. I think there was still a bit of a lockdown at that point. So nice and refreshing. Like you know, all our friends, like you guys would comment on my photos and like, hot girl summer, just because I did that one podcast episode. <laughs> and it was like, if, if we're talking about the definition of hot girl summer, I did not live out a hot girl summer. <laughs> but for me, the definition was like, literally, like, I'm enjoying myself. I'm feeling good. Like, that's, that's what it was. Like, I'm, I would see my friends and like, just do so many fun things and so many things that like challenged me and it was just like it was a great summer and it had nothing to do with dating so like anyone who I think you know is in that place where they're like I really don't want to like go on this date take a break you know too it's like and like I get it that like you know people want you know people want companionship which is why they like have to you know suffer through the date to like meet the person but also like you know there is value in like taking a step back and like focusing on yourself and your friends like you know dating isn't everything and like Mm -hmm. having uh you know I never wanted to like date someone just to like say that I had a boyfriend like I never like I don't know I don't I feel like when maybe when I was younger I like felt that like pressure of like oh I need to meet someone but like you know I didn't want to settle for someone that was like boring or like you know didn't match my energy like yeah no that's I think that's a really good point you don't want to like be lying to yourself like yeah you know like hey I I totally respect like and understand you know agreeing to a date with someone that you know you might be like I'm not 100% sure but like you know why not Mm -hmm. but yeah just like those ones go on go on those ones because you never know yeah exactly you never know and like at the end of the day the worst thing it's like it'll be a funny story to like tell your friends or you know tell on a podcast (laughs) yeah but like you said dating should not feel like a job but Jamie you switched job this year is in in a pretty hectic year but but you switched jobs from a job that you were happy at so tell us a bit about that like why why did you switch Yeah, absolutely. So before COVID, I was an event planner. Um, I worked for an agency planning um, wine festivals and working on um, doing some corporate events. And, you know, COVID hit and the events industry was hit pretty hard. So 2020 was definitely a big year for me in terms of, you know, like, I guess, like reevaluating, like what I wanted, what where what other industry I could see myself in and you know it was really I'm not gonna lie it was very you know difficult and you know mentally draining but um I in November 2020 I ended up starting an agency doing association management um which what is that (laughs) so association management is basically helping uh professional associations and almost acting like their back office so okay. helping with their membership and helping them um, doing their finances and, you know, running their meetings and their committees and their events. Um, and I worked for a really awesome, you know, female-owned, female-run millennial agency, which I loved. I feel like I, it definitely gave me a lot more, you know, confidence in terms of like you know where I saw myself professionally because you know after not working for a long time it was 
really hard and I met a lot of people. I made so many friends with my coworkers. I really enjoyed my clients. I met so many incredible people, but after almost a year, I started, you know, thinking like, I just wasn't as motivated. And I found that I loved the people and I loved the, and I loved the company and I loved my clients, but I didn't love the work that I was doing day to day. It just, I wasn't, I wasn't able to be as creative just because of the nature of the job. And I got to a point where I, you know, I started looking around and I would get asked by, you know, the owner of the company or my boss, like, where do you see yourself? And if you could have anyone's role in the company, who would it be? Or like, what would you want to be doing? And I didn't know how to answer that. And that was really difficult of saying like, I don't see myself in anyone else's role. And, you know, working from home, I had my LinkedIn open that I was, you know, actively looking. And I ended up, you know, getting interviewing for a few different jobs just to see what was out there. I wasn't actively looking for a job, but then, you know, a good opportunity came up in in an industry that I was more interested in, something that was a little bit more marketing. And, you know, I have to take it. And it was this really weird thing of like, almost having to break up with my company and saying like, it's not you, it's me. And says like, you're an amazing company. I've loved working with you. I've like learned so much. And like, I was almost like, I remember I had the meeting with my, like I had an exit interview with my old CEO and like, I almost like cried just cause I felt so like grateful for like working there. And I felt so like guilty leaving. This is but so because- heartbreaking. This is- yeah. <laughs> the end of the day, if I wasn't passionate about it, like I had to, you know, move on. And like, I'm really happy I did. Yeah. But yeah. Like like, the life lesson of like everything, like this is not just about a job. This is about love. This is about passion. This is Jamie. You just gave us a (laughs) rom-com. I know it seems so dramatic and people are like, Oh no, like you couldn't have liked it that much. You left after a year. I'm like, no, I really did like the, like the people. And I feel like I learned so much, but I feel like something that people forget is like, it's just business. And at the end of the day, I was not that integral to the company. They will do amazing things without me. And it's not saying they didn't like me and didn't like working for them, but I'm replaceable. I love how you said that. (laughs) I'm I'm so replaceable. Like, (gasps) You'll find another account coordinator. <laughs> That's so, oh, Jamie, sorry. I just like <laughs> the way that you said that. Yeah, okay. I'm like, one of, I was like, yeah. No, it's, it's true. It is true. It is business. There's a difference. You have, your, you have your relationships and you have your business relationships. Exactly. And, you know, I'm still friends with my former coworkers. And, you know, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm not at, I can't just be at a job because I like want to, you know, be able to go in for like happy hour. I need to be, you know, I need to be able to see myself growing at a company and like be able to like from the things that I learn and like, you know, all skills are transferable, but like actual hard skills that I'll be able to, you know, take on in my career. Right. In a career that you see for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Jamie, this is, I think that's very, that's huge. Yeah. And, you know, it was obviously, you know, scary and, you know, taking a risk and, you know, every conversation I would have to have, like it, cause I gave three weeks notice. So like that whole first week of like, when I gave notice on the Monday, I was just like having to, you know, almost like break up with people over and over again. And that's say, so like, sad. Yeah you know, before like, you know, the announcement went out to my company, I had to like, you know, call on my work friends because I didn't want them to like, I feel like I'm making this sound a lot more dramatic than it. <laughs> yeah, this, you're basically just doing like a whole season of The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> but like in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. But it's like, you know, it's been almost like two months now. Like they're, they're fine without me. Exactly. They'll do amazing things. And, you know, I, I don't think that, leaving a company needs to be for a bad reason. And I think a lot of times people stay in jobs that they're no longer happy in because they feel so like, you know, they feel loyal to the company and they feel loyal to their team, but like, you gotta do what you gotta do. 
Absolutely. We apply to relationships too. I think that sometimes people say in, in relationships or friendships, you know, yeah. they outgrown and because yeah. moving on to the next steps is scary, but you know, you, yeah. You enjoying it. Like it's been great. Honestly, I feel like ever since I was, you know, a, a younger adult, it's always been a dream of mine as corny as it is to like, you know, live in a downtown condo with a friend and, you know, be a working professional. Obviously I did not imagine that when I did it, I would have to work from my bedroom, but <laughs> of course it, not. it's been really nice. And like, you know, it's been really rewarding to like, you know, try out new recipes, like trying out cooking or like decorating and mm-hmm it's been and having I guess like more independence from you know my family as much as I love my parents and I really enjoyed moving at home living at home um it was just definitely time for that next step for me yeah no that's totally fair I think that even though you live like away from home and in like undergrad it's different it's very different going away to university it was you know it was so easy to you know I would you know I wanted some space for my roommates I just like went home for a weekend or like I remember even like wanting to my friends were going out in Toronto one night and I had an essay due on the Monday so I just like worked really hard on Friday so I could come home on Saturday like university isn't real life no it's it's such it's so it's too fun to be real (laughs) exactly but no this is more like you know, getting to like decorate a space and, you know, in your place is my own. Schools. Yes. This is very, it's very different than like, you know, my, uh, my four bedroom university apartment as yeah. much as I loved it. Or I lived in a six person house one year. That was fun. Oh, but very fun. Yes. This is very different and clean and like, you know, having a roommate who like, I absolutely love, but it's more like, you know, it's more like a, a co, a cohabiting situation. Like right. it's, more, it's more like a, it's more adult to me, even though I have a roommate, it's very I, different. I feel like you guys have like, not that like when you live with roommates and undergrad, you don't all have your own lives, but like you are more connected in a way because like, I feel like you do, a, well, at least, like, I think it's true. Like you do a lot of things with your roommates. Like you can, you go grocery shopping together. You go like out together. You study at home together here it's like we you go to you know you like it's like living with a, a partner like you're you have your own lives you do your own jobs you get together when like you want to get together and then it's like you go to bed <laughs> it's different than a partner in that sense but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely so I live with my roommate Smed who's um, actually a friend of my sister's and so we've grown up together and you know I've known her you know, most of my life, but, you know, we weren't the best of friends moving in together, but it's also been really good in the sense of, you know, we really, we get along really well. We, you know, we enjoy hanging out. If I have friends over, she's always invited and vice versa, but, you know, we have our separate lives. Both of us are in relationships and, you know, some nights I'll, I'll spend at Benji's or she'll spend at her boyfriend's and we're able to kind of like live separately but also really you know enjoy our time together and yeah that's great honestly that's all you can ask for when you're like a young adult moving out in the city exactly and like we are both working from home so you know sometimes I I need to learn better boundaries while I'll like yeah like good morning Smed and she'll be like I'm on a meeting but that's just of course you do yes okay so that's your that's your thing for 2022 Yes. That's your, that's your, that's the thing you're working on. What are some things that you, you know, learned in 2021 and are working on or taking with you into 2022? For sure. I think for me, it's just even like, though we don't make, even though we already said we don't make like, you know, resolutions. but I think it's more just like taking advantage of time as much as I'm someone who, you know, loves activities and, you know, loves being around other people. I think that in COVID, it was really easy to like get complacent and really easy to like get a little lazy and being like, oh, like it's COVID. I don't need to make plans. But like, 
you know, taking advantage of weeknights and like, you know, saying yes to, you know, going on a walk with a friend or like, I think that I, you know, I got really bad at like making plans and like, you know, I have, you know, my, I see like my parents, I see Benji and like, I see some friends, but like, I feel like I got really bad at like reaching out to people. And then like so much time had passed that I'm like, oh, like, do I go and see this person? Even though, as we mentioned, I'm such a girl's girl. I think that I need to get better at just like, you know, saying yes to plans on a weeknight, even if I am feeling a little bit lazy and just yeah. like getting out of the house when it's safe to do so. Cause like, I don't know, now that Omicron hit again, I'm like, damn, I wish that I would have you know, <laughs> gone to more restaurants or more walks on weeknights or like, didn't just flake out on plans. Cause I was like feeling a little tired. Cause yeah now I want to hang out with my friends and I can't. <laughs> of course. Like you said, we always want what we can't have. Exactly. That's actually so funny though. Cause mine also <laughs> is now that I have a job, I also felt very much like we're all like, a bit, you're right. We're like, it became more of a complacent society. Just like things happen when you, things happen when you did things when you could. And I think we all did take some advantage of that when things were safer and we were getting vaccinated and stuff. But also <laughs> my thing is now that I have a job and I know I'm tired, like after work and stuff like that. It's still need to, like, I still need to, I still want to continue like making plans with friends and doing activities, like going to like, I don't know, the gym, going to classes. Um, yeah, just doing this podcast. Obviously I stopped for a little while and like, we just got to keep doing those things. So that's a good one. For sure. And like, Hey, I totally like understand, like, you know, you can't do everything and you don't want to get burnt out, but you know, I feel like in the summer everyone was so gung-ho about plans and then like as soon as like I feel like the first few weeks of me living in my apartment I moved out in the middle of September I was so on making plans but then as soon as like October November December hit I just got a little lazy and like the colder months yeah I wasn't saying as yes to as many things you know I'm like wow I haven't seen my friends in so long like I want to I want to see them but I can't so you know and Omicron you know dies down a little and people are feeling healthy again you know saying yes to more things yes yes okay great and also saying like you said saying no to something saying yes to to lots of things exactly you know it's all about about balance yeah it's about balance and just saying yes to things that like you know will bring you joy in the moment like I'm like I'm so happy we went to New York like we had that time to just be by ourselves and just like take on a new place and just have fun um be ridiculous absolutely yeah like thank god we I don't know just so happy that we did that um anything else that you're you're bringing with you or working on in 2022 that you'd like to share um I'm not a morning person so definitely getting out of bed earlier like I'll probably wake up but like you know I start work at nine, I get up at around like 8.15, but I wake up. I do not get out of bed until the last possible second. <laughs> and I just need to work on that because I'm so much happier once I've had my coffee and my water and my my fruit and yogurt. And like yeah. <laughs> sometimes I have my 9 a.m. meetings and I have not done that because I elected to, you know, stay in bed and scroll Instagram for an extra 10 minutes. Okay. So not not in 2022. No, I I need to get out of bed. I'm, I'm, gonna I'm gonna wake up beside you every day. As soon as my oh. has gone, I'm gonna come over and I'm gonna wake up beside you and be like, Jamie, it's yogurt time, and I'll have the yogurt ready because I've been up since six. Oh, <laughs> I I aspire to be you, but I've just never like my entire life I've never been a morning person. No, you haven't. Um, now I'm okay. I work out of my bedroom. Not just because society makes us, it's just the way society works, Jamie. I know. Not your fault. No, I'm kidding. No, but, you know, I need to take advantage of the daylight hours, go for a morning walk. That's that's always been the goal. I've never done it, but. (laughs) I'm manifesting that for you, Jamie. A nice morning walk with the sun rising. Oh, my goodness. Um, You really should do it. My roommate does it sometimes with one of our other friends and I see the photos when I wake up of the beautiful sunrise on the lakeshore and I've just never been that girl. No. And maybe Jamie, I, I live to see the day. I live to see the day. 
that's that's what I am manifesting for 2022 (laughs) What Uh, what am I manifesting honestly girl I'm manifesting being more open when dating not with like the person themselves but just like getting out there um I you know my brother called me out because like I was um and it's like I talk to people but just like as soon as someone says something that slightly just like you know you told me about the ick this is the Jamie guys who told me about the ick as soon as someone says something that like gives me like a little bit of the ick or just like something where I feel like it's love bomby or something that just doesn't feel like genuine I'm just like I get turned off um but like I think I just have to like I'm trying now to just work on being like okay this is just how someone talks online or this is just how someone is talking and I'm not saying everyone's out here like hey you're the best person I've ever seen in my entire life like we need to go on a date and like that's not what it's like but just like uh, apparently my brother's like me being turned off by someone calling me a cutie isn't like I should I should need to what do you think like I he's like he's like you need to relax Robin that's okay that's normal I was like well, he's, he's love bombing me already. I think I, I, I have some, co- I clearly have some things I have to work on. For sure. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, calling me like, Hey, you on my first, you know, first message. That's, that was never my thing. That also would give me a little bit of the ick. Yeah. But I think it's, yeah, I, I got that. I think that like, you know, with dating apps and, you know, you have the option to, you know, meet an infinite amount of people especially you know we live in a a very big city like there's millions of people in Toronto and yeah you know it's the the paradox of choice sometimes where it's like oh like there's so many people out here like I don't need to like I don't need to settle but it's also just like I guess like being open-minded because like I guess I wouldn't want to be judged by like my like you know if I make like a typo if I'm messaging someone or like if I make like a bad joke that maybe didn't land over text like I think it's you know not obviously like if there are red flags you know listen to them and don't don't force yourself and like don't settle for something that like you don't think is right but also like people are only human and like people people generally have, you know, good intentions. Like not everyone is, you know, out to get you. So like, I I just want to take the compliment and just like roll with it. You know what I mean? Whereas sometimes I find it like it becomes unattractive because, you know, that's just something I need to work on is like just taking the compliment and rolling with it. And as opposed to like letting it be something that deters me from meeting the person or even like I meet the person and then I'm just like, nervous about it or something like that right so that's just me and like my past relationship issues um but yeah I think I I that's what I meant man, for me I'm manifesting literally just meeting more people what I want to meet more people I want to date more but I also want to meet more people like I've since I've been working it's been really nice that I've met new people while I'm at work even like meeting patients and stuff is so nice uh, for the most part absolutely do you think that you want to move this year I, I would love to. I don't think, I think, see, another thing for me is I, I think that my life, I'm hoping and I'm like working towards moving my life in a new, in a new direction. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, like I've applied to schools, um, always on the lookout for new opportunities. So with that, I think that I will end up moving at some point, unless mm-hmm. I do go to like med school or some really intense school in Toronto, where it would be nice to just save rent and I can live with my family for another year. Like, so love, I love them to death. So it wouldn't be a problem, but, um, yeah, I, I would obviously like to move, you know, me, like I'm pretty independent as well. So, so yeah, maybe I'll just catch you downtown soon enough or, or not. Maybe I'll be in a whole new city, Jamie. Yeah. Do you see yourself like living in Toronto your whole life and like raising a family here? That's the golden question. That's <laughs> after being asked, are you single or are you seeing anybody, Robin, on holidays? I usually get asked, do you, do you see yourself living here? Um, and I don't, I've always said, I don't know where I'll end up because I still have like plans that I, I think after this, you know, like if I don't get into certain schooling um, and then I don't move because of that, I think that I would move for like a job or to just experience a new part of the world, right? That's that's a situation I can see myself in. Do I see myself raising a family here? I think it'd be hard for me not to have my parents be around my kids all the time because 
they, my mom especially lives to have grandkids around. Um, I'm sure your mom, who's a new grandmother, totally gets that. I'm sure you even as like an aunt want your like want your nephew here. So I think it'd be hard to like pick up and not come back if that were the case. But right now I don't see myself being married and having kids anytime soon. So absolutely can see myself moving for the next little while. Mm-hmm. That's a long answer for a short question. No, no, it's it's all important stuff. It's I mean, it's a big question. It's a loaded question, Jamie, but it's a good one. Thank you. You should start your own podcast. Oh, no, I'm (laughs) happy just being a guest whenever you want me. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie, this was great. So we'd love to have you again. Um, Thank you for answering and just being honest about your life. And this was so nice, Jay. Oh, this was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, guys. Well, that was the first episode of 2022. Thank you for tuning in and just being patient as I get back into the swing of things for this year. Um, So I guess the main things from this episode that I'm taking away, the goals that we set for 2022, whether it's on January 1st or March 30th, whatever it is, um, you know, if you do have some things that you want to do this year, just be consistent and stay focused. um, And just remember that with work, you know, you can be replaced. That's okay. But when you're talking about your relationships in life, whether that be a romantic relationship, your friends, your family, those you're closest to, you shouldn't feel dispensable to them. Um, humans need connection and you need to check that you're connecting with people who truly appreciate you. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you have a great two weeks and you will hear from me very soon.